Welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for joining me. The last few times we got together, I spoke of empathic connections and the type of information that you can get. I spoke about empathic clairsensation, which was feeling on a physical level. And then I covered empathic clairsentiment, which is feeling on an emotional level. And then we turned to the intellect with empathic clairpensee in regards to joining for thought process. Today, I'm going to talk to you about a different form of empathic connection, one that covers everything and anything because you share the same energetic space and experience what someone else is going through firsthand while they are experiencing it themselves. I hope you enjoy your time with me. In the year 2000, I was really compiling the different ways that I have psychic experiences. And there was one type of way that I was getting my information that I didn't have a name for. I looked all online. I called various schools of psychic development, even the College of Psychic Studies in London, um, quite esteemed to me. And they didn't have a word or phrase to name the type of experience that I was having. So I decided that I would name it myself, Shared Sensory Experience, because it best described what was happening. And then I put it in my book, Some Dogs Talk, in 2009 as a way the protagonist um, it has his experiences. And the way it works is, for me, a shared sensory experience is the ability to share all of the senses of a being's experience, another being, as they are experiencing it, or for them to share yours. In essence, what happens is you energetically join as one with them and you get the information that you are after from an insider's perspective, if you will. You experience their life from their perspective. Sometimes this can happen for only a moment or it can be an elongated time. But this way, you're able to understand what the other is experiencing firsthand while they are experiencing it. I called it shared sensory experience since both people receive the sensory data at the same time. One person or one being has the direct experience and the other shares the experience through a psychic connection. When you're doing this, you use your soul as a unitive link. In that moment, you are one. So because of that, when the experience is over, it's imperative that you disconnect cleanse, clear, center, and ground your energy. Again, this is another form of an empathic connection. It just happens to use all of your sensory skills and perceptions at once. I'll give you the first of a few illustrative stories. My friend at the time, Rick, was looking in the newspaper and he always used to quiz me on my capabilities and push me, actually. It was very beneficial for me. Lovely soul, lovely man. So he said, what am I looking at? 
without me being able to see what he was looking at in the paper. And what I did is I looked through his eyes, through shared sensory experience. I looked through his eyes so that I could see what he was looking at at the same time he was looking at it. I did not remote view to the newspaper, right? I did not come as a soul and look over his shoulder to see the newspaper. And I didn't have him send me the information of what he was seeing in his mind. So I wasn't reading his mind. Instead, I made an energetic link to him and looked through his eyes. And what I said was a Ferris wheel with spokes. And what he said was, that's close. It's actually two astrological charts. And the astrological charts looked like a double Ferris wheel on the page. And the spokes that I saw in the, of a Ferris wheel type thing were actually the houses, the 12 houses in each of the two wheels. Oh my gosh, I misspoke. Listen, when that happened and Rick asked me, I actually said a double Ferris wheel. I see you looking at a double Ferris wheel. And then he said, wow, close. It's uh, two charts, two astrological charts. And they happen to look like a double Ferris wheel on the page. Sorry about that. Oh my God, my brain. I'm so sorry. Fast forward years later and I have a family and we're in town. And my middle son went missing. My middle son is pretty, uh, this is normal for him to run off and kind of do his own thing. He's very uh, adventuresome and independent, still is very adventurous. So he was gone, couldn't find him. We live in a small community, so I wasn't too worried, but I was still worried. He was, I don't know, between nine and eight and 11, maybe, probably closer to nine. I don't know. Anyway, point being, we couldn't find him. And my father said, look through his eyes. And I was like, oh my God, dad, great idea. You know, I had forgotten about what I had done with Rick at the kitchen table years prior, but I love my dad. He's always like, you know, encouraging me to go further in my work. So dad says, look through his eyes. So I did. I immediately zoomed into him using shared sensory experience. And I saw that I was doing a driving game and that I heard the sounds around me. I was immediately aware that I was in the game room. A lot of people, uh, the bings of all the game machines, all those, um, you know, electronic games and everything. And I saw myself through my son's eyes at the same time that he was looking at the game. I was looking at the game. I was in the body as him. That was my direct experience. I turned to my dad and said, he's in the game room upstairs. I know exactly where he is. So um, we took off and right there he was, <laughs> just as easy as that. And, you know, it was fabulous, really. And I didn't, again, remote view. I didn't look around to say up into the ethers and up into the heavens, where's Andre? 
I didn't ask any voices, tell me where my son is. You know, I didn't go to the family angel or his guardian angel and say, where's Andre? I immediately just like looked through his eyes. So I want you to know that I did this straight with intention. That's all I used. I didn't close my eyes. I didn't sit there and open up my chakras. I didn't take a cleansing breath. I did no special preparatory steps. I just looked. My eyes were open. It was with the intention of looking through Andre's eyes. And that was that, my son's eyes. In the animal medicine cards, I remember once coming across this um, write-up that said, it's the kind of power that comes from the idea of unity and of each being having within itself a part of all other beings. It is the law of oneness. I guess if I were asked, you know, how do you think you're able to do the shared sensory experience? I think it's because I believe I can, you know, with no, no hesitancy. And I do believe in oneness and I believe we're capable than far more um, experiences than we have in the physical realm. <laughs> Obviously I believe that. And I just think we're magnanimous, all of us. And I think we can all do this. You know, when I was young, I used to have shared sensory experiences all the time because I would shapeshift and I'd be in two places at once. My body would be, you know, in my bed or in my house, but I would often observe something far away through the eyes of a bird. I did that a lot with birds. I, I did it as constantly as a child with animals, um, you know, what's it like to be you? And next thing you know, I was in their body, feeling what it was like to be in their body and experiencing their world in their life. I do want you to know that it's different than channeling. Okay. Channeling is when you allow another being to take over your body so that they can speak and act through you. A shared sensory experience is not a psychic takeover experience, right? Especially because um, with a shared sensory experience, you're going into it and you're going into them. It's not the other way around. Uh, and I should have asked my son, you know, did you have any odd feelings when, when you were playing that game? Did you have any blips in your ability to see the board or anything? I wouldn't, I'm going to guess probably not because I think that the boyfriend, Rick, back before looking at the newspaper, he would have said he had an experience, but I do it like he felt a sensation because he just was aware like that. But I do this, when I do the shared sensory experience, I do it pretty quickly. So it's just to go in and get the information. And it's just a whole other way of getting the information or, you know, finding your lost kid that you've lost and he wasn't lost. He's like, mom, I wasn't lost. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops, I didn't mean the word shape-shifting because shape-shifting is like to change my form. And and it's really, it's not that at all because I don't change my form. I'm just standing there with my eyes open and I'm also somewhere else at the same time having a full-on experience of what someone else is experiencing, whether they're um, animal or human. So it's not shape-shifting. Oops, sorry. I don't do that. <laughs> What happens in a shared sensory experience is you are literally sharing the same psychic space. 
You experience life from the other being's perspective, if only for a moment. And the closest way to explain this is that you shift your awareness to them with the intention of knowing or sharing their experience. You can do this and have your thoughts, ideas, feelings, and energies permeate their entire physical body so that you are joining energetically with them to see and experience the world from their perspective in the moment they're having the experience. I think um, when I do this, it's always on purpose. And I wonder um, if people do it accidentally as empaths. I remember a client reached out to me um, with that query. I think it was a way of them saying they had the experiences where it was happening inadvertently. If you feel that that's you, I would imagine that you need to recognize that you're doing it and sit with your soul to ask what's what's happening and is this for my highest good and how can I work to control this? You know, you're always in charge of your soul. So you could uh, decide the type of experiences that you're going to have. With shared sensory experience, you um, when this happens to you, you're actually receiving the sensory data and the sensory information at the same time. One of person is experiencing it directly in their physical world, much like Rick was looking at the paper or my son was playing the game, but the other shares the experience through a psychic connection. And I didn't really feel like I was only in their head. I physically felt with, with my son that I was in his whole body with Rick. I did feel like I was just looking through his eyes because it was a quick look, but with my son, I wanted to know where he was. So I really wanted to know beyond what was he looking at. I wanted to know the surroundings. And again, it wasn't remote viewing. I wasn't looking around and seeing him playing the game. I was him playing the game. In that moment, I was experiencing life with him as one. Again, I go in with purpose when I do this. And when I come out, it's really important that you disconnect and ground and center yourself and cleanse and clear because you don't want to carry someone else's energy around. You know, it may be helpful to put the, your hands on the top of your head or maybe sit down and um, in a chair or on the floor or on the ground and steady yourself and really feel connected deep into the earth. You know, take a big breath, imagine your whole body um, connected to the earth, look around, uh, see what's around you. If you're in a room, notice the windows, notice what's on the floor, you know, notice what's under your feet. All of these things will help to ground you in the present, right? And then after a while, it'll be fast. It'll be lickety split. The more you do this, the more you practice it, you know, all these lessons you're cumulatively working on, like getting grounded in my body. Oh, I'm feeling lightheaded. Where's my energy? Where are my thoughts? Where am I thinking? Where's my empathic awareness, you know? And again, shared sensory experience is an empathic awareness. And so you have to treat it as such, disconnect, ground your energy, cleanse and clear, and come back to yourself. When I used to assess animals and work with animals, I've worked with horses and dogs and cats and cows, <laughs> you know, animals. When I've worked with animals before, I tend to do 
um, empathic clear sensation to see how they're feeling in their body, um, where I'm tuning into their body and feeling what it feels like in there. I don't necessarily do the um, shared sensory experience because I don't need to, I mean, especially if I'm sitting right with them, um, I can see what they're looking at or see what they're doing. So I instead just choose to feel what they're feeling in their body if it's a, a physical ailment that I'm treating them for. If they were at a distance, if I were to be giving a read, then sometimes I might do the shared sensory experience to find out, um, you know, what their world is like in their paddock or in their stall or whatever, if I'm dealing with a horse in case there's information that I can't get from the horse clairaudiently. Let's say they're not talking to me, but all I can do is like, listen, I will try anything and everything to get a message across. This is why I'm telling you all of these different variables, these different ways to have soul awareness so that if one doesn't work, then try something else. And if one is your go-to and you find massive success with it, then stick with that. There's no need to develop all of them. I'm just saying, why not? <laughs> why not have the repertoire? So um, anyway, so with horses in particular, or depending, usually an animal, because sometimes animals don't necessarily um, talk. That's why the book was Some Dogs Talk, right? Because even with horses, sometimes they will communicate in pictures or communicate in words, or I have to go like, listen, I'm coming aboard <laughs> and I'm going to go into their space to see what it's like, what it feels like to be them, how they're feeling, where they're feeling it, what's the emotional content, what's the smells around them. And I have used shared sensory experience at a distance so that um, I can find out more information depending what I'm after. <laughs> Okay, here's my fine tooth comb, where all the other clairs, you know, not empathic, but clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsensation, clairsentiment, clairgustins, you know, clairolfactory, all those ESPs, you know, extrasensory perceptions, right? Those are all from an outsider's perspective, because you are not sharing the space, but shared sensory experience is from an insider's perspective because you are in it, experiencing it from their space, right? Do you understand that? And shared sensory experience in that way is similar to the empathic connections, the empathic clair sensation and empathic clair sentiment, empathic clair pensée, because both of those shared sensory experience and empathic connections, you are getting information both of these ways by sharing the energy space of another. Don't you love that? So you see all the clairs otherwise on their own are from an outsider's perspective. All the empathic and the shared sensory experience, insider's perspective. It's cool, right? I would love to teach this in college or high school or grade school. <laughs> oh my God. I've taught kids classes and they're really fun because they're really open to it. And then I just think it would be fabulous. In my book, Some Dogs Talk, you know, Tony talks about he should, uh, this should be classes in vet school. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Okay, I've taken this topic for now as far as I want to with shared sensory experience. I invite you to try this on your own at home, um, whether you choose to try to look through someone else's eyes or completely from a distance, see where they're at and what they're up to by making this unitive link with just intention, right? In any event, definitely um, disconnect and clear and ground and center in your own body so that you're not walking around <laughs> having their shared experience for any longer than your intentional time is set. I wish you great luck with this adventure, right? Thank you so much for listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. And always, always, thank you for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.